1: really good effort by our by our young men and they really pulled together obviously by my voice cracking right here I don't have much of it left there was a celebration in there and then it's just one game that's all it is one football game but it how important a football game it was to us was extreme based off of the things that have gone on in the last two weeks so I'm really excited for them I'm really excited that they have the experience of winning again this game is so difficult and winning and losing is so small. It's so small. And for them to have an opportunity to play a game and to win the game the way they did is really, I, I lost my track of words because I started looking around and seeing what people predicted the score of this game was going to be. So I apologize for losing my train of thought because I had those reporters and what the score is going to be. But I'm really excited for the young men And uh, it was a fabulous effort. Hats off to the defense, Coach Standard, uh, nice job. I know you play chess, Stephen. I know you do. (laughs) To, To me, you know, when you play chess, it's such a complicated game. And the start of the game is really complicated. So you get yourself two or three opening moves that you want to start with, and you open with those moves, and then you start the game. And even though it's complex, you make the game simpler because you don't have to think about the openers. I felt that the game was a little bit simpler, and uh, we've had some success. Now, you got to understand something. Duke didn't know what we were going to do, okay? So that's a huge advantage for us. And next week, they will. And we won't have that advantage any longer. So we'll have to see how it goes. But for this week, it really worked out extremely well. Obviously, we shot well early. We
2: made a lot of shots early in the game. Uh, you know they missed. You know they missed all their shots early, one for twelve. I really thought we even could have been up more at halftime. I told them at halftime they're going to come back. They're going to make some shots. Uh, you know one guy made three that doesn't usually make him, but uh, that's what happens. That will happen at times. You Talk about Gerard. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, he was good. Anything else? That's, what, what, That's made them, right. what made them so effective to that? He made shots. Next. What was the reason for jailing jail?
1: him? We wanted to win.
2: Do we you had the guys out there that could win the game for us. Do you want Quincy taking three three point shots? only well, yeah, took one. It's okay. He will make. Him. He can make. Him. He makes them in practice. It's, it's all based on going in practice. What we do in practice. The reason we didn't play anybody in the second half. It was. It was going to get close and you can't experiment and this is not an experiment. They got close, we want to keep the guys in there that were in the game, used to the game. You're not going to put somebody into a game. They've taken a 22 point lead down to 15. You're not going to put anybody into the game in that situation.
3: Coach, can Jalen Carey have a legitimate role on this team going forward and what does he have to do to be able to carve that out?
2: Well, you know, it, it starts in practice and he has to play well in practice. and then he has to get an opportunity in games, which he will, and uh, he has to play well. He hasn't played well with the time he's had. The best players are going to play, and I'm not going to be talking much more about anybody except the guys that are playing. And for all the media that gave up on the football team, I guess you don't really have any faith in us. So. Have a nice night. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and
4: Joe.
5: What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So welcome. Uh, happy Sunday to you all. It is the uh, orange, the orange basketball football duo hangover day, I suppose. Yep. And um, Joe, you were there. Just looked miserable. I didn't see the sun once at the football game.
3: Oh, uh, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. They could have lost. Right? No, well, that. But they're all up to that point of um, to that point. The forecast for that game was supposed to be rainy and a lot oh, yeah, colder. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was windy and it was definitely a little brutal, but it could have been worse as far as the weather goes. So
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Syracuse football's most impressive win of the season a 49 6 stomping of Duke. And that keeps their bowl hopes alive for one more week. Also, a, a rare quick start for Syracuse basketball as they routed Seattle 89 to 67 in Bayheim versus Bayheim in Bayheim. Part three is set up to tip off at (laughs) seven thirty Wednesday, November twentieth, in the dome. No
3: part two. Well, part two
5: of Bayheim and Bayheim and Bayheim. Yeah, right. Part three of Bayheim and Bayheim. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do. So right. Um, So, anyways, that is we we cannot waste any time. That's why we are going to get right into it with you. Uh, It is No Shave November. Look, uh, you, you all know the deal. Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com supports this show. And they also support armchair media. That's why I'm urging you go over, check out manscaped.com. They offer the precision engineer tools for your family jewels. That is why they have uh, redesigned their electric trimmer, the lawnmower 2.0, uh, as opposed to the 1.0, I'm assuming, or the 1.5. Uh, nice. One two. <laughs> the 1.75 skin safe technology so that trimmer won't nick or snag now remember uh, accidents can be a thing in the past but that does not mean that you take that trimmer uh, from down there and use it on your face don't use it on your face folks look this is specifically for the rest of your body alright that's just nasty so listen uh, Manscaped they also have the crop preserver they got the two sided the anti chafing deodorant and moisturizer the body wash the cologne I spray this stuff on my wife. I can't keep my hands off her. It's awesome. Oh, I love it. stop. I love it. So, what are you waiting? It's not for your go wife. To, go to manskit. No, it's for you. And and it is great. And I rave about the cologne. Like it's it's not a joke though. I'm being very serious. The stuff is awesome. Uh, it smells great. And if and if uh, if you think different, let me know. I mean, you know, whatever. You can DM me. Um, so, anyways, go to manscape.com. Use the promo code armchair. Get twenty percent off and free shipping when you use that promo code armchair. Always use the right tool for the job. Get twenty percent off and free shipping. Use the promo code armchair at manscape.com. Thank you, manscape.com. All right. So, Joe. Um, deserved. I guess we'll just go in order of the day. Uh, the outlook on the being, you know, football first. The outlook on the ACC when the season was um, grim, to say the least. As the Orange headed right. to Durham to take on Duke, Syracuse now sits at four and six, uh, one and five in the ACC, and um, two two quick scores in the first quarter that helped the Orange jump out in front. 14-0 lead early. Uh, They never relinquished that lead. The Orange, they had a great day on the ground. Mo Neal and Jarvion Howard each had 115 yards. As a team, they totaled 286 yards on 43 carries, an average of 6.7 yards per carry. That's awesome. DeVito was 6 for 15 passing for only 105 yards, but he has thrown 146 consecutive passes without an interception, and that is the third longest streak in school history. We talked about Duke. They like to hand in the ball over a lot, Syracuse uh, put the game away in the third quarter, causing three straight turnovers that resulted in 21 points. First was uh, Christopher Frederick uh, TD. He took it to the house on an interception.
3: No, Cisco. Uh,
5: Cisco, yes, I'm sorry. And then uh, then it was Christopher Frederick with the interception, and he then uh, DeVito TD pass to Luke Benson, and that followed up Evan Foster's fumble recovery that set up a short run for Mo Neal. I heard a stat during the broadcast, too, that said Syracuse has only scored 55 points in the third quarter all season. So 21 for the third this season. That's, you know, that's pretty, it says something. Uh, The defense was awesome. Uh, obviously, under uh, Stenard this game. And um, they held the Blue Devils to just 122 yards on the ground and 279 total yards on 85 plays, an average of 3.3 yards a play. Uh, Lakeem Williams, he was an animal. He was all over the place. He racked up 14 tackles. Evan Foster added 12 more to that. And as we've said, Joe, uh, we'll keep the faith going into any game, every game, Uh, but the confidence has been dwindling over the past few games. But this for sure helped.
3: Oh, without a doubt. And it was nice to see some of the changes, uh, some of the things that they talked about throughout the the bye week. Um, Lakeem Williams, he talked about how he thought that um, some of the changes were going to were going to help the defense. And I think from what I've seen and what we've heard since after the game, um, in this case, kind of less was more. Uh, there was a lot of things that they took, well, just some complexities that they took out of the defense that sometimes just didn't allow players just to play Um sometimes they were thinking too much and um, I think the return to McKinley Williams and just I don't know you just saw a kind of a team that had nothing to lose and they knew that they they wanted to make a bowl game they got to make a move. this is their last chance and um, with just you know seeing M- McKinley Williams back and seeing the way that defense played, uh, seeing the, the, the change they made on the offensive line that seemed to have helped with the, um, the running game. Uh I like what I saw.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh they were they were awesome on the ground. Just some huge holes. I mean, the offensive line, the switch of Cervase and Veterello um seem make you wonder why. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the coach, but it makes you wonder why when you look at it, you know, maybe shoulda woulda coulda maybe done that sooner. I don't know.
3: Well, the center has to know all the calls. They're the ones that kind of set the the play for um for the lineman, for the other linemen so it could have just been just one of those things where he just wasn't ready to, to to have that role and and now by this time this year he he was and they made the switch and it looks it looks pretty good to be perfectly honest with you having 6.7 yards I mean I know we didn't throw for too much it was windy but um, well, we didn't need to either I don't know. really yeah one well, mean- like the Syracuse.com article about Tristan Jackson when they talked to him he's they were just saying that something was different and they were all hyped up and they, they got out there and again I mean you could tell it almost looked like Duke didn't want to play like I mean there's a lot of people including the fans that looked like they didn't want to be there but it wasn't the Syracuse football team that's for sure and most of the fans either yeah that so, was
5: like uh, 20 of them
3: <laughs> yeah there wasn't I mean, a lot I, but,
5: on the TV on the TV you heard you knew when Syracuse did something
3: they were oh, yeah, they were louder most,
5: than the, than yes, the home crowd for sure.
3: When we got those two touchdowns in the third quarter to go up 28-6, to six, and then full-finally, I mean, basically, middle to end of third quarter, it started clearing out, and it was just nothing for Syracuse fans. So, you know, cheering on the sideline, we were right behind the bench. So, it was good times.
5: Yeah, it was um, It was fun to watch. It was fun. I, I just we were just talking about coming into this game. Man, it would be nice to watch this team just put away a team early and not have to worry about quality team, too. I know it's Duke, but let's be honest. I mean, Boston College put up 58 on us the last time we took the field at home. So, you right. know, for Duke to only put six on us on their home turf never to reach the end zone, the, the only other two games were Holy Cross and Liberty where teams didn't get in the end zone on us. And that's yeah. That it says a lot. It's kind of a big deal, I think.
3: <laughs> I mean, I know they had some injuries and stuff, but I know they were talking about Quentin Harris as well, and I don't know if it was the wind and I don't know what it was. It just didn't look like, I don't know, either we just came out a lot better or Duke just didn't look ready. I don't know what was up with their offensive line if there was an issue, but um, I was worried about Quentin Harrison. He really didn't, you know, do anything crazy at all.
5: No, they contained him. I mean, he was getting dropped pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't really have a whole lot of anything going on. His and his passing is not that impressive either. I don't know if he was a little rattled, but. Um,
3: well, it was windy. Yeah, so. it was windy.
5: Sure, but you know, it was it was going east to west though to the field, right? So in other words, you either had it at your back or.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Right. Well, that's why you saw some of those punts. Whenever you saw them. Like when they were punting into the wind, the guy was punting low and the the low grounders. Right. And then when he was at the other way, he booted one way over uh, his head, uh, Riley's head. So um, there was definitely a factor. That was why he kicked that 50-yard field goal as well. That wouldn't have been good the other way around. No,
5: there's no way. There's no way.
3: Yeah. So again, uh, it's just from the beginning, getting those two touchdowns and then uh, getting their two field goals in the second quarter, it was kind of like, okay, well, let's, let's see what happens. But second half we came out and it was even more apparent in the second half than the first half that we were just more prepared than them and more willing to go out and just ready. They were hyped. They were hyped on the, on the sideline. Um, the coaches were getting them going, the fans, like I said, by halftime, we pretty much outnumbered the Duke fans. So, um, all in all, it was good to see them in those type of spirits, especially considering the way that the season's gone thus far.
5: Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see, you know, what we can go do at Louisville. Louisville coming off of a decent win against NC State. So they're not the same Louisville from last year that we crushed in the Dome. And, um, no. You, you know what I mean? Fair to say? Yeah. So, um, yeah.
3: It's definitely fair to say, but again, it's a winnable game. Uh, absolutely, yeah. On the road, I think we're going to be situation where both teams are going to have their back against the wall. I think we're both, I believe, both four and six, correct?
5: I think. Correct me
3: if I'm wrong. So mm-hmm.
5: I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll hit
3: that up the, when it comes yeah, we'll, to the preview, anyway. But yeah. either way, um, it's a winnable game, and especially if our defense comes out like that. So um, we'll see. Just hopefully, we get so, a little bit better weather so we can pass a little bit better. But if our you know, if we can run like that,
5: pff. yeah. It comes down to, yeah. Well, you know, here's the other thing, too, and Coach hit on it, and we played it in the Coach Montage, that, you know, Duke didn't know what to expect. They kind of came out with a different uh, defense, you know, or they did a lot of different things. Like you said, they simplified things, and, you know, that's a huge advantage for one game. That's an advantage for one game. So, um, with that said, Louisville will be more prepared, but the— the the big thing is is to get that confidence on the road, get that get that conference win, and light that fire. You heard during Coach's press conference, the whole time he was talking, I have to assume that was the Syracuse Orangeman in the, yeah. in the locker room screaming. Yes. So, I'm sure they had... For yeah, 10 minutes. I mean,
3: right. And this is like that whole turning point, right? I mean, you get to a point in the season where you either you lay down and you just give up.
5: Right. Which, and, and
3: we still which, had a situation where we could still make a bowl game if we win all our games and we came down and we did everything right and came down prepared and, and gave it all we got and everyone was hyped up and again getting the first ACC win the first power five win like that's going to get so much more confidence to some of these players that have either never had it or have lost it since last year
5: McKinley Williams early this
3: year yeah McKinley Williams is back obviously we made that change on the offensive line Um there's still going to be Experimenting with certain players because of not wasting their red shirts and stuff like that. Um, so again, I'm I'm more excited than anything because we do have those the chance to win, the chance to still get to a bowl game. I mean, how awesome would it be for the community, the fans? It isn't bad as you know, the whole season's gone, especially considering expectations. Um, we go and we beat Louisville.
5: Yeah, and I mean, then we have a look- home
3: game, home game against Wake Forest to go get bowl eligible. I mean, I can't, I can imagine that that would be a decently. I mean, I would assume, I would hope that a our crowd? community would come out yeah. and, yeah, well, and get a good crowd and try to get that that six win to get to a bowl.
5: I don't want to get too far. Uh, I don't want to put the you know, the, I want to get too far ahead, get too far over my right, skis on this. Yeah. But but hypothetically speaking, um. To go out and beat Louisville and have that last home game against Wake Forest and to just keep the bowl eligibility alive, that is a huge motivator. Huge motivator. They could pull that off. Um, So, um, anything else, Syracuse football?
3: Dude, like I said, I'm just upset it hasn't happened sooner. But it has happened. I'm just glad that it's happened because I was –
5: it was looking I grim, bro. It was looking grim. It was not looking. I mean,
3: good. Dino Babers' worst season has been four. His worst season has been four and eight, right? Yeah. I didn't want it to be worse than that after a year like last year. So, right.
5: Yeah, and it was. It was. It was. That was the trajectory.
3: Unfortunately. Right. So. And like I yeah. said, it's good that he got them to play. They didn't give up. You saw the the emotion. They were hyped up. They were ready to play. They were ready to prove that they could could get a win, and they proved themselves. And hopefully, it, you could, it bleeds into next week.
5: Exactly. All right, the Syracuse Orange basketball team—they're sitting at two and one right now—and they uh, they had a new starting lineup. They clipped off a seven to zero run to start the game. Gerard was five for six from distance, seven for eight from the field altogether, five for five from the line. He tallied twenty-four points in his first start in an orange uniform. He, had, he played for thirty-one minutes. Um, though we expected to see Carey play at least some kind of minutes off the bench, he never stepped foot on the floor, and he has been sitting since the first five minutes of the Colgate game last week. Quincy Garrier, uh, 17 minutes and 14 points. Bryson Goodine, 13 minutes. Uh, those were the only significant bench contributors during the game against Seattle. Uh, the Orange, as a team, shot 59.6% from the field, 39.1% from three, and 66.7% from the line, um, which is... You know, I don't know. Gerard 5 for 5 is really good. And we all know, Joe, it's, it's just Seattle, and I understand that, but we got to talk about these games because they are what they are. A W is a W, too. Right. Um, yeah. So with that said, a solid team effort. Gerard came out to make a statement, uh, and he did. And, you know, 24 points, as I mentioned, for his first start. Uh, if, if we all remember, though, I saw a tweet from Mike Waters um, that said, Jalen Carey, his first start, at 26 against UConn. Remember that? So, yep. I mean, you know, the 24 not necessarily a sign of things to come. We take these things with a grain of salt, especially considering the competition. But good job for for Gerard. And um they played the the defense kind of slacked a little bit in the second half, Joe, but they they held it together. The 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 offense held it together, came back. And they think they got right. in like 7 and then they start they pulled away to about 14 again, and then it was over after that. So, yeah.
3: Um, it was just an instance where Seattle just couldn't hit it, The broad side of a barn in the first half. Yeah. And, and then they came out. Yeah. Right. And then they came out and went seven to eight in the beginning of the first or the second half and kind of caught us off guard. So we had to kind of tighten up and get back to, to where we were. But it's good to see these young guys, uh, the way that they can move the ball, I mean, the way that they moved, moved it out the ball they for each other. Uh, they're a, we're a way better outside shooting team, which again, now you can see it. So, uh, last year, you know, Tyus Battle, Frank Howard, Brissett, could they hit the threes? Yeah, but not at a consistent rate to where, I mean, it was like the defense was daring. The defenses were daring them to jump shoot, and they weren't allowing them to drive past them. So Accountant, now it's kind yeah. of the other way around, right? Yeah. So, right. and the options that we have, I mean, again, we talked about it. <laughs> Gerard being in there, he just extends the defense. Same thing with Buddy Behaim. Same thing with Elijah Hughes. I mean, one through three, those guys can shoot threes. If Gary air gets comfortable to where he can start hitting them, that will be one through four. So, um, those type of things spread open, you know, the offense, they you know, kind of open up the lanes for cutters and for the big men to actually get some space and, um, and, and possibly score some points. And that's what you were seeing. And obviously when you play against these mid major teams, they usually don't have the, the height and size that the, you know, big power five schools have. So, got to kind of take it with a grain of salt, but seeing how Sidibe and, and even Dolge with 19, I mean, he he looked really good. He only missed one shot. Yeah. He still had, what, five assists, three steals. I mean.
5: Quiet 19, <laughs> Joe, right? I mean, kind of. I when, I when I looked at the box score, I didn't realize he scored 19.
3: Yeah, I... he sprinkled them in there in between yeah. other people's, you know, bigger three-point plays and, and plays like that. So a lot of the things that he does, when he scores, it's kind of like, Subtle. It's all the other things. It's yeah,
5: the, it's the steals. It's the the, the, the rebounds,
3: steals. Him yeah. trying to, he's running all over the place, going <laughs> coast to coast. You know, you remember those, but the little turnaround and six foot jumper, one handed jumper in the lane. You know that you know you that goes you know, or a little layup off of a rebound. Those kind of sometimes go, then beneath the waist side, and then next thing you know, <laughs> you see he's got nineteen, and you just forget all the little just gimmies he got. So. Um, but that just does nothing but help. And again, you just see. I think it's it's already a more diverse offense that we had last year with the options that we have. And
5: and if they can stay oh. consistent too during all this non-conference stuff, I mean, that's going to be you know the teams are going to they're going to be able to spread other teams at first.
3: So you know, confidence and consistency is yeah, that's really what you're looking at. Yeah. And again, it's easy to do it against these teams, right? And it's again, what what are you going to do right. during this little stretch where we play against? Oklahoma State, another power five team Georgetown, Georgia Tech, what are we gonna do during there? Are they going to keep the confidence or are they gonna fall back down again so
5: yeah it's um, it's the, it's the uh, but here's the, here's the, um one thing though, if they can get more of these these quicker starts, we're not used to seeing that and with right. the, these with the with the three shooters on the floor, as we mentioned, Bunny Gerard, and Hughes, um those i mean we got a fair shot to really to really make noise early instead of falling behind like we were. So we yeah. saw, we saw what we saw what the first start with Joe Girard looked like as opposed to the first two with Carey, and we'll just have to you know take it game by game. But but if that could be a thing to where they don't get off to these slow starts anymore because Girard is. Not only can he score, but he's first of all he's bringing guys out. They they they, you know he's he's drawing defenders, and then you got you got three guys drawing defenders. I mean, right? It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's and now some, you
3: Mer- Merrick's getting to the point where he's got confidence where he can actually drive with the ball. Yeah, um, you know. So again, when you have those guys out there, it just opens up the lane to where. I mean, there's kind of endless possibilities really when it comes down to it. So it's just one of those things where it's tough because I haven't – again, you don't really see too much of driving and finishing around the lane from like Gerard, which is something that, you know, Carry was known for. But again, Carry um, never really scared any defender for shooting. So therefore, you know, when you can play back a little bit on defense to where you can kind of anticipate him driving, then it doesn't really help you. And I think that's really where the difference is. So right now Gerard can – play point guard and he can force his guys to come up. And again, he moves so well without the ball too, because he's still looking he's, for a shot every time. So all over
5: the place. Wears, yeah. Yeah. So,
3: I mean, just a lot of the things that they're doing, we didn't see last year and it's, it's only going to get better, but we're not anywhere near is where we need to be.
5: No, still going to be some growing pains too going forward. Obviously. Oh
3: yeah. But. Right. Exactly. And that, that always happens every year where you get lulled into this kind of, um, you know, sense of security. It's like false sense of security because we're playing against these smaller schools, so it looks good. And then you, next time we play against a power five school, we're gonna get kind of a, a shock,
5: yeah, <laughs> you know, well, a little yeah. shock
3: to the senses as far as like we're now we're playing actually like comparable talent. So and the we'll team's the- young, man. Buddy's still young. Nope. I mean, oh, yeah. right.
5: I mean, it's gonna happen. But until then. You know, we'll deal with what we got. So, all right, Joe, you ready for fan feedback or what?
3: Yeah, yeah, right, let's do it. Right, let's do it. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House.
5: And you all know what to do at the end of every game. It was a little clustered last night. Social media was not uh, hopping on on Facebook so our Facebook so much, but uh, those games. You know, they finished somewhat close to one another, and uh, so we kind of mixed it up. We got a little for basketball. We got a little for football, Um, but you know what to do. You go to the socials at the end of every game. I propose the question, thoughts on the game, and then that that prompts you to leave your comment. That's it. That's how it works, and then we pick a bunch, and we read them on the air. So anyway, uh, before we get into that, I have to first uh, tell you about Blue Chew. Now, Blue Chew, 75% of our audience is males, Joe. So, listen up. And the other 20, 25%, um, listen up. So, <laughs> if you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed, uh, Blue Chew is the place for you. BlueChew.com. It's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know it works. It works. Uh, You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. And you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's blue, like the color, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. And remember... Always remember, it does not guarantee results, and it does not cure a disease, because (laughs) both of those things would be silly. So, um, all right, Joe, the all-time series with Cornell sits at 90, oh, wait, no, what am I doing? No, we're not going there. We're doing fan feedback, aren't we?
3: Yeah, that's what I thought, anyway.
5: All right, well, I go ahead of myself, okay? I'm 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 a little under the weather, okay? I'm grinding it out for you guys. I'm doing my best. I'm using the mute button quite a bit to <laughs> blow my nose and cough. So here we are. Look, let's do this one first because this this we'll just this get this one out of the way. It's from Joe P on Facebook. Okay. It was stupid, windy, and cold, but I got to spend some of th- some time with podcast superstar and internet sensation Joe G. So worth it. Jeez. Mm, this is so incestual, Joe. Great. <laughs> Great to see the team make adjustments on offense at half uh, to see what worked and didn't. And they use that along with some timely D and turnovers to blow the game open in the third quarter. Great win. Hopefully they keep rolling the rest of the season. And as a top fan, I'm kind of a big deal. So, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Keep up the good work, boys. All right. Look. Yeah. Joe's a top top fan. I had no idea. Look at that.
3: How about yeah, that? he said 3 weeks in a row.
5: 3 weeks in a row. Joe's a top fan. I'm so glad I turned these on. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I could see them too. And we got to have he some. Te-
3: he screenshots it and texts me every single time. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah.
5: we got to we got to have a uh, we might do a, 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 a who knows. Maybe we'll do a giveaway for the for the longest running top fan at some point. I don't know. I don't know who knows. Um so anyway, Joe, you got to spend time with 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 your buddy Joe. Uh, yes, sir. You were a little, you were a lot worried, I should say, about the weather heading into this game. And yeah, and how about how about Vegas though? Again, really, really getting it wrong. It, it, it's that used, happens. <laughs> <laughs> they've been awful every Syracuse game this year. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, at if not now when eighty four, that's a team we should have seen all season. Went a little stale in the second quarter, but defense cranked it up and kicked ass, playing for a purpose. Go, Cuse! P.S. I saw Joe, and he looked cold. Did you see? Did you see him at the game, or did he see you on TV? Because I was looking for you on TV. I didn't see you. It. It's like five people in the audience, so or in the crowd.
3: Who, might mm-hmm. no, no, I saw him there.
5: Oh, you did see him there.
3: Yeah.
5: Oh, okay, that's cool. Up. Yeah, yeah. He He does. Uh, he goes to the Duke, right? Or should we not? Um. Doesn't I believe he so. He does something there. I don't know if he goes to school there, but he does something there, right?
3: I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
5: Yeah. So, uh, at water Waterboy, how freaky hungry was that defense? Those guys were flying all over the field and causing turnovers. You can tell they had a fire in them to prove to everyone this season is far from over. Plus, Mo, Tommy, and Tristan—two more wins, baby. Believe so. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Um, the wins are gonna not be easy these last two are going to come tough i mean you know especially oh yeah wake forest is going to be tough but at least that one's home but to keep you know hey this keeps fans talking this keeps the hope alive it's not just a wasted season we we we've got this win we go on to next week mathematically possible still and like i said have faith in them going into every game and now my confidence is also up i have confidence again And we'll see uh we'll see what happens so yeah. at Tony Staffieri, Duke stinks. But with that said, it looks like Dino may have rechanneled Ohana during the bye week, Joe.
3: Yeah, damn sure it does, doesn't it?
5: I mean, it seemed that way. And like we said, we talked um, in, you know, about the guys in the locker room and uh, they were loud. Dino Babers did not have a voice. So, uh, I mean, maybe we'll find out what was said. Maybe we won't. But um, either way, either way um yeah a good like we-
3: i said it's yeah it's, it's it's a good that they didn't lay down and just give up you know what i mean
5: i haven't Again, seen that much though i haven't seen that much it's not that type of team right i mean i don't think he coaches that that's not that mentality but we talked about right we talked about them buying into the system and maybe the changes that were made are helping these guys you know buy back into the system i mean right I don't know if it was a confidence thing if if I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they thought they were they were just being counted out and it gave them motivation. I'm not sure. Um I don't know what Steve Standard said to them to motivate them coming into that game, but something happened. Ohana. Yeah. Seems like it. So
3: no, after- Well, I mean, it looks a lot of the stuff that they did, uh, I mean, what, defensive coordinator change and then McKinley Williams came back and then that change on the offensive line. Um obviously they made a a little bit more of a concerted effort to run the ball, um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, they really and they just looked a lot more into the game, more hyped up, more confident. And again, when they play like that, uh, these toss-up games, they they can definitely go our way.
5: Uh, at Jay Carpenter seventy-four, I think that's how we need to see them respond. Now let's see if we can keep that going for two more wins to get to six to six. At Oh boy. Oh boy. Why didn't I try this out before? <laughs> At no Blanchard forty four. Completely different team. Defense was aggressive and the offense was hungry. Good win in every respect. How about the the fundamentally sound, just really good. Four turnover four um penalties for twenty yards, Joe. Mm-hmm. Very disciplined. I mean, that's huge. You didn't have any like, you know, bad pass interference penalties or anything stupid on the defense, giving the right. offense extra shots. And that, I mean, it just goes to show that that's huge. And, right. you know, not a bunch of false starts, you know. Um, so it's the little things, man, that they did that were that just compiled through the game. The little things yesterday that they looked did right. like
3: a last year's game, like a last year's game. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the yeah. penalties, with the turnovers, the third down, the way that we played. Um, yeah. I mean, it's that's what last year's a last year win looked like. And I'm glad to get that feeling back.
5: Yeah. Um. All right. Here's the basketball one at G Mac Mac HB at G Mac HB there. I hope Jalen Carey responds positively to Jimmy's diss tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be tough for a player, Joe, to hear the press conference after the game, right? Or does it motivate him? Because it was, all, he was very salty in that press conference. What was his problem? Mm. Talking Talking about coach. I don't know. I mean, I played it. I played the first three questions where he just blew him off.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, you never know what you're going to get from him, and that's really the one thing. Is uh, yeah, and, and with the way that yeah, I don't know, man. There's just so much stuff going on with you know, especially with his comment from about football at the end there. And yeah, what'd you make of that?
5: Well, let's let's take one thing at a time, real quick. Um, his diss on carry. We got we put the guys out there that can win, which is to insinuate that with Jalen out there they can't win.
3: Well, well, I'm just saying that's how you would interpret. I know that. that's that's what that's how you would insinuate it. Yes, but eventually, like the way he's basically saying, he Jim's looking down the road. He's looking he's looking at the long term situation. Like, yes, could you start him and beat Seattle? Most likely, but that's not what's best for the team right now. That's not what's best for the growth of this team. And realistically uh, you got to get these guys ready for these next power five schools that we're going to be going against here. Um, Tournament team level type schools. And um, you're not going to do that with them on the bench. So something happened, obviously. I mean, since, 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 after the five minutes against Colgate, when he took out Kerry and brought in Gerard, uh, he hasn't played. So I don't know. I don't like assuming things, but I just feel like you don't go from first string to third string unless something was said or something is happening or, or I don't know. Uh, again, we talked about the rumblings or the speculations uh, last, last podcast episode about and, um, the, uh, the, the
5: transfer portal. And all that.
3: Right. And, and not to say, and again, I didn't. I was kind of watching the game in a rush um, on the replay through ESPN Plus when I got home yesterday, last night from the football game, but um, I didn't really get a chance to check out his body language as far as how he was acting as far as, as a teammate on the bench, knowing that he wasn't playing. But um, It
5: wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible.
3: Okay, well, I'll take it, your word for it, but I'm just saying, it's, it's hard for me to believe that you went from first string to third string Based upon those five minutes against Colgate, I feel like there had to have been yeah, some Mark. other type of issues, yeah. uh-huh. whether it's off the court issues or in the practice issues, or there was oh, well, some type of.
5: Coach said multiple times it starts in practice, so right. obviously he's seen something in practice that he didn't like. I mean, we could at least speculate that that's probably well, a good chance.
3: But again, yeah, and but again, that's probably that might just be his actions in between Colgate and this game, right? True. Because he started him in Colgate. So obviously it wasn't anything he saw in practice before that. But then the Colgate thing happened, and then he didn't come back in. So that's why I want to do it. You want to assume that something was said because, again, he never came back in that game against Colgate. But even if that didn't happen, maybe he just hasn't responded well in practice in between the games of Colgate and uh, Seattle. Seattle,
5: yeah. Um, Well, I mean, time will tell. We'll see. Uh, James, we're gonna have James on again soon. He 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 said in in thoughts on the game. He said, "Have me on the pod, damn it." So I said, "I'll be in touch." So we'll have James on again soon. We'll talk about that. James um, knows Jalen personally. He's he's spent some time with him and his family. So um, maybe we can get some insight there. I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Jamie says on Twitter at J Rainer44. JG3 is the real deal. Team should get better as the season progresses. How about that football squad? Yeah. Two yeah. wins yesterday, Joe. Two wins. Three. Uh, or, or Three wins. Well, three wins. Okay. Do that to me. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's, it's, it's not funny. It's really, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay? Because well, I've, I mean, I've been called truth. out on that before. I get it. I get it. Okay? Not at the forefront of my mind, though. It's okay. Look, um... Okay, going 3-0 and for the sweep of the Orange yesterday. You want to talk about Orange Volleyball today, too? They played Notre Dame. I think they lost. You want to talk about it?
3: No, uh, I mean, if they won, then...
5: <laughs> I'm just playing. So, anyway, um,
3: um
5: it was a good day f- to be an Orange fan. And it was a good day to be inside or at the Dome watching these games because um, they were thorough butt-whoopings and... Uh, that's what it's all about. That's what we like to yeah. see. I don't like well, seeing thanks. It close.
3: Huh? Thanks, because I wasn't inside, so
4: Right. Well I, I was. It looked, <laughs> that was kind,
3: it, of, it looked, it, it's kind of brutal. I'm not it, gonna lie to you. It,
5: it looked a little miserable out there, I'm not gonna lie. But um,
3: you're it felt you're, miserable.
5: You're from Syracuse, you know you know how to you know how to
3: take care I of I mean, you. I was good, but just, still. Was Heather with you? Yes. How'd she do? She did good. She okay. was sick, but she's she's a trooper.
5: Okay, because that would suck to be sick out there in that. That that would. That would suck. So... Um, all right. The all-time series with Cornell sits at 93-31, as I mentioned earlier, prematurely. That's in favor of the Orange. The last win for Cornell came in December 1968 in a 93-81 victory for the Big Red. November 17th will be the f- was the first time Jim Bayheim would coach against his son, Jimmy. Jimmy scored 11 points and five rebounds in that game. The 63-55 win last year for the Orange would be the first time Jimmy would play against his brother, Buddy. Buddy scored three points in five minutes in that game. Tyus Battle led the team with 26. And Jimmy, actually, right now, he leads the Big Red in average points and minutes. Cornell sits at one and four, though, with the one lone win over Binghamton, Joe. Binghamton.
3: Yeah. Cornell's going to be, I mean, I, I I looked into it before, and like I said, um, Colgate's a better team than Cornell was. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the teams that they played. Uh, they beat Binghamton the first game of the season since then. They're 0 3. Um, I mean, on a positive note, for you know, if anybody cares, Jimmy Bayheim is pretty much leading the team in almost everything.
5: Yeah, except so for rebounds, I think, was one I saw. He wasn't leading. He's like
3: first and second and everything. Yeah. yeah but yeah. still, I mean, again. So that's going to be cool because he's going to be one of the main guys and stuff. So there's going to be a lot of Bayheim stuff going on out there. <laughs>
5: a whole lot of Bayheiming out there.
3: Yeah, all the Bayheiming yes. is going to be out there. Yeah. And so, again, those things, it's always kind of fun. And, you know, you know how the media and everything's going to get. And they're going to bring the mom and do it. And they're going to do the pictures. And all the cameras are gonna the going to be going all over the Bayheim. You know how that goes. New t shirt design.
5: Um, there's a t shirt design every year that they unveil. Yep. So we'll yeah, have that. so.
3: Right. So again, uh, Cornell. I mean, not like I said, I don't like really banging on these these younger teams. But um, other than him and McBride, I don't really know how good some of these guys are on, on Cornell. And again, um, not a, not after seeing what we've done with with Colgate in Seattle, I'm not too too worried about about what's going to be going on. Yeah, you so know what I mean.
5: We've talked a lot. We and we have especially last year, but we still talk a lot this year about experimenting in these games. Coach says, well, we don't experiment. We don't do that. But, I mean, what was sticking Gerard in, if not for anything, an experiment and see what the hell was going to happen, right? Uh, so, I mean, Well, I mean... You can make an argument for it, can't I?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think I can. I'm not going to stop you.
5: Okay. Well, ahead. I'm not going to because I'm not here to argue, but I'm just saying, um, another game to maybe try a couple things, maybe try a couple different guard combinations, something... Um, to just see what we got, ain't Dolly. I mean, I just I look for him to have uh, another big game. I want him to settle in because with him, it's like this up and down roller coaster. Like when he's good, he's good, but when yeah. when he's not, if he doesn't start strong, you know, it's he doesn't usually pick it back up. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like he does other things though, so he'll stop shooting basically if he's not feeling it. He'll stop shooting and he focuses his energy. Elsewhere, that's what's awesome right. about Dolgai. So
3: um, anyway, yeah, but I mean, I think Beheim has been trying to again. In this is something that I had to learn when I played basketball, and it wasn't that good. But I only really didn't care really about scoring. Uh, I just wanted to do all the little things. But at some point, if you can't score or if you don't show that, then the defense responds. And again, it doesn't really help your offense. So uh, he has to be able to be confident and he has to be able to show that he's not afraid to put up those shots and that he can be an offensive threat. Because if not, then like we talked about with Chuku last year, um, it becomes four on five out there. um, And we don't need that. So again, with the way that the spacing has been working with our one through threes, as far as our guards with, with um, Elijah and buddy, and Joe, um then Dolge, he's been able to to do some things because Elaine's been opening up. And and Sidibe as well. We've so. been
5: drawing we've been drawing some fouls too. Been getting to the foul line, which is great.
3: Yeah. And
5: yeah. um, you know
3: Gary looked a lot more confident this this, you know, physical and confident, yeah. and that's what he's gonna have to do. Again, I think he's it looks it almost the first game, last game, it looked like O'Shea Berset all over again. Yeah, you know, one of those guys where it's like, what are you doing? Get down in the paint and do your double double deal.
5: Yeah, don't be. And you're out here shooting
3: threes, you know. So,
5: by the way, coach said he shot one, but he shot two. But I mean, it's neither here nor there. I'm just saying.
3: Yeah, I didn't count, but but again, the impressive thing that can happen with us is the fact that there are guys that can shoot at a pretty impressive clip. I mean, Gerard didn't he didn't miss a shot in the first half.
5: No, and he still ended up seven for eight from for field goal.
3: Right. And Dolje was up there as well as high, you know. And I know Cedevi he eight. didn't miss he didn't miss much either. So, um,
5: no. What do you think about Cedevi? Did your dad say anything about Cedevi the other day after his performance? Yeah.
3: against yes, he did. Of yes, course he did. of course he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. No. Yeah. Um, so
5: yeah, so it'll be fun. It's always fun to watch this game the 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 Bayheim versus Bayheim and Bayheim thing. So yeah, you know these Colgate and Cornell are right down the road. You know, we get to play them every year. It's there's been some very heated games between Syracuse and Cornell back in the day. Like Fisby and thrown. you remember that? It was Sherman Douglas, I believe. Mm. Or was it Derek Coleman? Damn. I would st- I would go down this road. I think it might have been Derek Coleman throwing punches one game. Anyways, with cycling and those guys. So, uh, um we don't get that anymore, but I mean there's history there. And this is yeah. this, this is going to create some history too. This will be talked about these games. I just Not that I want them to be close, but I would like, it doesn't sound like Cornell is that competitive this year, but unfortunately.
3: Yeah. I mean, this is a situation where literally the winning coach could be a Beheim, and the leading scorer on both teams could be Beheim's.
5: I know. That's crazy, right?
3: (laughs) So, (laughs) and 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 it wouldn't be that far fetched.
5: Right. No, absolutely not.
3: Because the way it's been looking, I mean, one's a lot. You're almost two for two right off the bat, right? Almost, yeah, as long as Jimmy outscores McBride, then yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. I think, you know, we'll look for him to probably be shooting a lot. I mean, who knows, though? But anyway, that's it. That's all we got. We will be back here as um, timely as possible to give you the Louisville pregame. I want to thank Blue Chew. Go to (laughs) to BlueChew.com, enter the uh, promo code Armchair. And you can try it for free. Just pay the $5 shipping, which isn't free, but, you know, it's $5 shipping. And um, Manscaped.com. Go there. Get 20% off and free shipping with your purchase. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you so much. Thanks to Armchair Media, James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
2: Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and
0: Joe.
4: The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry,
3: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
2: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana.